At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Hour number three here on the nightcap. And, you know, we started the show three wide, Sean. Yes, sir. And we bring in another guest, Jimmy Ott from ESPN Baton Rouge and you know, Jimmy, obviously, first and foremost, with, with everything going on down in Louisiana, hopefully you and yours, uh, I know you were able to get out of Dodge and, and come here to Las Vegas before you head up over to, uh, to UCLA for that game. But it is, uh, it's, not, it's, it's rough down there. And, and you just think about, you know, everything with us, it, it's gambling and, you know, what does this do? And, and we've talked about the Saints game and the Tulane game and, and the LSU game, obviously. But, man, it is, it's just a... As Sean said during the break when we were just chatting, it's like Louisiana can't catch a break. Sean was very good in the, new, in the Crescent City playing quarterback. Yes, he was. Lane, baby. Thank you. I appreciate it. You know, with Rich Rod and, uh, and Tommy Bowden and that crew that went undefeated. Tenth um, in the Heisman Trophy. I just reminded him that. Tenth in the Heisman yeah, Trophy. Yeah, but he huh. held that uh, single-season season passer rating for a long, long time. I did. Long, everybody thinks that, uh, you know, uh, with West Virginia, that Rich Rod was just running the ball over and over. No, he had a passer. Oh, yeah. He had a passer, huh? I'm flattered. And they were really good. They were they were ahead of their time, and they were clearing out the box. And it looked complex, but it was an easier read yeah. as far as you checking into a you know a running play or you gonna you know just yeah. reading the box. It was it so they were really ahead of their time. And you know how that goes. I mean, Chip Kelly was ahead of his time at one point too. He was. Yeah. He was. <laughs> but no, seriously, man, it's um, it's look, it's come through. It's not Katrina as far as the levees breaking. They held um. The, uh, the the pump uh, the pumping system uh, worked. It's not the, this massive flooding, but bro, it is 
massive power outages and going to be for a long, long time. I know the Saints made it official yesterday as far as they're going to be out of New Orleans for at least September. Yep. Hey, take the over. I mean, it's it's just going to be it's this is going to be a tough, tough deal. And uh, in Baton Rouge, I grew up in New Orleans and I live in Baton Rouge. I've been in South Louisiana my whole life. But still, um, it's it's all the schools. My son's game. He's a sophomore. Uh, their, their, their game is canceled uh, this weekend. They were looking, you know, with, you know, with teams from Baton Rouge playing New Orleans, you know, New Orleans canceled immediately. Baton Rouge was trying to, but it's. No, it's yeah. at least a week, and it's going to try, and it's going to be a slow process. We'll see that steady traffic of bucket trucks coming down to, for people to help. But we've been through it before. We know what to do, but it's getting nasty at the gas stations because, I mean, gas is gold right now. And, I mean, it's, uh, you know, people trying to run those generators with the news, minimum 21 days really? in all the areas of New Orleans. Wow. Yeah, that is... It is, uh, it is not great, uh, obviously, there. Um, you know, for and, and we'll, we'll dive more into LSU and uh, UCLA. Uh, and UCLA, because I know Sean's got Sean's got thoughts on that one. He's Woodshed. Very, that's my thought. He, Woodshed. He's very Cajun bullish. Boys is coming out <laughs> to play a team from a non-Power 5 conference. I don't consider the Pac-12 a Power 5 conference. I, I, they're I tell everyone the AAC is a better football conference than the Pac-12. It is. It, it is. is. Absolutely. It is. And the boys from the Bayou are coming to prove a point. I know Chip Kelly and the Bruins riding the high. They beat up on some guys that had lays on when they got off the airplane. And, <laughs> you know, they did a pretty little dance before the game. Man, they, did a, they did a cool <laughs> dance. They did a cool dance in the Sugar Bowl. They brought like 50,000 New Orleans and, for the Sugar Bowl. And, man, they did a dance, and then they got spanked, baby. <laughs> it was on. No Sean Marino and the rest of the boys. They, they just ran a on rough them. shot. Yeah. And uh, that's what's going to happen this weekend. UCLA is getting Up front, man. You shit. know how it is. Yeah. And, um, you know, LSU has been hurt. It traditionally hurt, and this goes back to Miles and even Ogeron, but always the draft-eligible underclassmen had gone out early. Now, the first-rounders, we get that, yeah. okay? We we understand that. But the third-rounder, the sixth-rounder, the undrafted guy that could come back and help your football team, mm -hmm. you know? And so they had a lot of success this past year. Ogeron... He was involved in the shake. He he was in you know the championship hangover of 2019. Beat beat more, you know beat more uh, top ten teams that you know than ever before. But they didn't handle it well at all. And so let's just take is, a quick let's take a quick break. We'll get back into LSU and UCLA. Sean King, Jimmy Ott, Tim Murray. Here we go. <laughs> It is our number three live from the Circus Sportsbook. It's the nightcap here on VSIN. Make sure to check us out, iHeartRadio app. All our content for free there. Also the VSIN app as well. Sean King, former Tampa Bay Buccaneer and Tulane Green Wave greats. Jimmy Ott, the pride of Baton Rouge. ESPN Baton Rouge 104.5. Catch him every single weekday. And you're going to have a little Saturday program? Leading up to the game, early, uh, no, not I'll early just, game. Yeah, I'll do some. Uh, it's seven thirty back home. Yeah, but uh, I'll uh, I'll be doing some pregame segments and uh, but 
a lot of uh, hit, hit a little Delmar before. You know, <laughs> you like the weekend. ponies too? It's closing. Man, weekend, I love you know? the ponies. Well, you got to love Delmar. This uh, is surfing the turf, man. Yes, one of the most beautiful horse racing venues in the world. I did make it for uh, opening day this year, okay. and it was. Um, they said it was fifteen. Over. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be Made out for it. Breeders' Cup. It, uh, oh. Yeah. Man, I can't. Yeah, Football, I'm seven days a week. Yeah. Man, how great is that going to be? I know. Phenomenal. Huh? Oh, my goodness. I mean, Breeders' Cup at Del Mar. Uh, nothing better. And I, I did go to uh, Saratoga in mid-August, too. We go for the uh, the sales, yearling sales, and participate in the NHRA contest over there. So my my, my cohort, my traveling buddy, Michael Bajak, he won the million-dollar NHRA uh, eight years ago. So, He's the guy. I don't even pick up a form. I'm just like I'm taking touts. So I'm just just following <laughs> following the experts. But getting back, and we talked Texas and O's with Rich Rodriguez offense when you guys were at Tulane. But the Jimmys and the Joes, right? Okay. Compare how uh, how Chip Kelly is is recruited compared to Bebe Ogeron at LSU. And I think that's what the difference is going to be because the dominance that you saw from a line on the line of scrimmage against Hawaii will be non-existent. Right. In my opinion this weekend. Those lanes LSU. for Charbonnet. Yeah, and I think a lot of times gaining the game experience is good for your ball club. It's going to be a culture shock how bigger, how faster, how stronger the group from LSU is as opposed to the guys from Hawaii. So, it'll be interesting how UCLA handles this you know, huge difference in talent. But again, I side with LSU because I think when you get a top-tier Southern program, whether it be Clemson, whether it be one of the SEC powerhouses, to beat them, you have to have outstanding quarterback play. And I just don't think that Dorian Thompson has evolved to an elite player, and I think that's what you need to beat those schools. That was a college football doubleheader, you know, that started at 9, or, you know, Nebraska and Illinois and UCLA, Hawaii. We've seen these guys with tons of experience that just have not developed as passers, Mm -hmm. and Taylor Martinez and DTR. They're good athletes, and they're constantly trying to make really good athletes quarterbacks. Right. But some get it. I'll tell you a kid that I think has got it, and is getting better is a kid at Cincinnati. Ritter. He's a, he's yeah. a, Desmond Ritter. He, he yeah. got better and better. He's developing as a passer. I love Cincinnati this weekend. I think they're looking to make a in and I understand they have, you know, the big game next week and they've got quality non-conference games. So, man, I lived in the late 70s when Bobby Bowden, when you want to talk about building a program, okay, Central Florida is too good to take two for one, go to Gainesville twice for once to Orlando. Bobby Bowden went five for none to Baton Rouge. Mm-hmm. And they were doing that war. I'm like, man, what is going on around here? <laughs> and they beat LSU four out of five times. He, you know, any place, anywhere type of deal when he was building a program as far as, you know, bogus national championship game right. and this and that and that kind of stuff. So, but yeah, LSU's got a true rotation, eight defensive linemen. I mean, and guys that everybody wanted. Ohio State, Alabama, Jaquel and Roy out of U-High on campus, okay? Uh, the kid out of Terrebonne who came in midterm is a true friend. These guys, they got a lot of depth, a lot of rotation. And who's got a better cornerback tandem than Dar- Derek Stingley mm-hmm. and the kid from uh, Ricks, who was a freshman All-American from California? They, they're they not scared of uh, UCLA's outside guys. And if, if Chip Kelly crowds the line, which he can do with all those those basketball playing tight end looking guys, okay, and he's going to try and you know outnumber them up front. LSU can crowd the box. I just think I uh, hope they're smart enough to do it. I do like I do always give an advantage to a team that had a trial run though. Mm-hmm. You get so many kinks out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, you whether it's uh, Lou Holtz or Nick Saban, I mean, you get 
better from your first game to your second game. And the disruption hurts LSU as well. Right. I mean, and they're, that's, they're, what, and that's know, what I was going to so. ask, Jimmy, because, I mean, you obviously are dealing with it yourself uh, being here in Las Vegas. I got laundry day tomorrow. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> you know, for these for these young men, you know, we, we saw the pictures. LSU's tweeting them out. They're, they're trying to show that they, yeah. they're, they're doing well. They're, they're in Houston. But it is. I mean, it's tough. I mean, you got family back there. You're wondering what's going on. So, Sean, you played at a high level. I mean, if you've got a distraction, and I think you kind of hit on it yesterday. Some guys will deal with it perfectly right. fine. They'll say, these three hours, I'm putting everything to my side, and I'm just going to go ball out. Some guys, it's going to be on their mind. So how do you guys do think that this this adds in? And you know what? Maybe guys are being, or are we overrating this? Is that why we're seeing this line sink, and you're maybe getting LSU on a cheap cheap price? I think it all comes from the top. Leadership emanates from the top down. And I think this is what Ogeron's experience as a football coach, having seen so many different things, will be a calming factor. But it's all about planning. You know, you get college football players into a meeting room and you lay out a schedule. They're watching if you stick to that schedule. And if you stick to that schedule, it gives them confidence that, okay, this guy knows what he's doing. So this is a situation where the schedule's been adjusted. Now it's about reaffirming to them that we're still in control, we control the outcomes, we just got to make sure the process stays, you know, at, at attention to detail and, you know, all the energy that we need to put in to make sure that we're ready to go. A lot of history, you know, and everybody references Katrina with uh, this going on 16 mm-hmm. years ago to the day mm-hmm. uh, when wow. this thing uh, landed. And it was, a, you know, we were supposed to open up with North Texas. That was canceled. And then it was Arizona State. At home, that game was moved, just like Tulane's games moved to Norman. Uh, LSU's was moved to Tempe. And it was it was not what a lot of people expected. I'll be quite frank. Nobody in the SEC respects UCLA. Okay, how can you with, no. with, with Chip Kelly's record? Right. I mean, in that, in that league, okay? So they see the line, but still... Uh, if they go out there and they've got to convert a fourth and 10 from the 50 and Jamarcus Russell hits early to set, you know, from 50 yards to win it at the end, like Arizona State, when uh, they were just throwing tight end screens left and right. Les Miles' first game, he thought he was a hero. Man, bro, we ain't happy with this. <laughs> <laughs> and that was just the, that was a little foreshadowing for a lot of things to come as far as Les is concerned. But up front, man, and I think 2019's over. That team was special, man. It yeah. was special. Joe was special, the whole crew. But 2020, I think it's handicappers across the board. What did the Pac-12 play? Four games yeah. last year? It was, it I was mean, so up and down. Colorado was a hair from going to the Pac-12 championship game. Right. They I mean, got, got their coach off the straight. Well, you know, when, Oregon, when won Tucker the, left. Oregon won the Pac-12 and didn't even win their division. Right. Because Washington won the division and then had a COVID issue and they couldn't even play in the – the Pac-12 was an absolute mess last year. There were teams that only played – I think I think Stanford played three games. Does that sound right? Three, four games? No. I can't even remember. I mean, it was – so, I mean, we had Bruce Feldman on, who we respect as one of He's the best – on UCLA. One of the best, you know, college football reporters out there, and he really is high on UCLA. And I'm not saying they can't make noise in the Pac-12 conference. But I'm you're saying just saying they're, they're not, not ready for this. LSU, Alabama, Georgia caliber athletes – and that's why I went and rewatched the Hawaii game because I just wanted to focus on Tim, the guys yeah. in the Bruin jerseys. They LSU over the last five years has averaged top five recruiting classes. Oh yeah, no. I mean, and I know 
uh, 24-7 and Rivals is going to sell more subscriptions to LSU fans than UCLA. Okay, I get that. <laughs> but, I mean, when you're top five and they're pro- you, you know the pros, they're producing every year. Right. Okay. This was – you had defensive linemen last year. They didn't know they were playing. They're 45, 50 pounds overweight. It was – it was – the, the, you had the perfect storm of 2019 to the imperfect storm of 2020. The absolute disaster. And Ogeron didn't handle it. The, you know, the guys with all the social stuff, they wanted to talk. Well, where's Coach around? And Bo Pelini, well, he wasn't adaptable. Yeah, I scratched my, I mean, I scratched I mean? my head on, on that one. So, big old. Right, Ogeron's done a lot of things in his life. When he hired Bo Pelini, I looked at Booger and the guy and say, "Yeah, this will be a long year for you." Made him the highest paid off uh, coordinator in the country, didn't uh, he? It, it was way up there. <laughs> I mean, it he was, was making up. multiple millions of dollars and didn't make an adjustment against Mississippi State. And then, and Mike Leach is saying, "Oh, okay, I'm just gonna... fade after fade after fade um, yeah. after fade." But <laughs> you know, it sounds like you're you're laying the three. I got two and a half. Okay, uh, early. And so uh, before it moved up. Well, it was I, interesting. We had I Matt Metcalf in here, Jimmy, earlier. Matt Metcalf from, from Circa. He said great two-way action so far on this. Oh, I would think so. And I had Chris Andrews on my show before, and we are talking about I said, Chris, let me play bookmaker here. And, hey, if UCLA wins and wins big, say 38 to 13, and it was – Kind of well, it was, to yeah, and they, they, and they, was, and they yeah. shut it down at half. Oh, yeah. I mean, they could which was named, nice because I had the under. They could have named their score. Yeah, me too. So four <laughs> no the unders, baby. The weak, ugly college football, offensive football. So uh, the thing is, it's it's. Um, I I thought that line would go to three if they looked really good because people are recency bias. Yep, I right, mean, they they, right. they want to jump on the last thing they see. My my rule in the NFL: whoever looked the worst, and it's on high. I'm oh, sorry, yeah. standalone games Sunday night, Monday night. Well, this was a standalone game. Right. Nobody else. There's no other competition. You put this game on any other week, nobody's watching UCLA Hawaii. Right. But they sure watched it on Saturday, and I I anticipated some action coming in. Now you got the displacement, the disruption. I don't know how much that is taken into, but you had to have some people gain confidence in UCLA and what they they saw because it was bad, but it could have been much worse. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's true. Um, We're not going to just do solely LSU here, but with you here, we're going to keep you around. We're going to make you work here for for your supper. Um, But uh, one last thought, and I know know my partner over here is very – Impartial to this because Brad Johnson's a, a great buddy of his. That's right, man. But what if what what are the reports of Mac Johnson so far this year in training camp? We saw glimpses of him last year. I thought he looked the part. Uh, what what has been the reporting of of Max Johnson, who will be you know Miles Brennan gets the what he broke his arm trying to fish. Yeah, he was fishing. He fell down fishing. He's uh, been fishing all his life, but he fell down this time. <laughs> so, That's the story they're sticking with too. <laughs> Sean, Tulane guy. Here we go. <laughs> but what 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 have we seen? What are you expecting? What are you expecting from Max? Uh, Max on uh, on Saturday. I, I'm expecting what I saw out of him in Gainesville and then Tiger Stadium against Ole Miss and uh, uh, poised. I mean, he's gone through his life expecting to be here. And when they threw him, keep in mind they only brought like 50 scholarship players to the swamp last year. Now, shame on Dan Mullen for thinking he didn't need his best player and sat Kyle Pitts when he was ready to go because he would have made a difference. But he just, he's got a little bit of feel and a little bit of instincts, a little bit of that pedigree that we're, he's not a big arm. 
Okay, it's not a big. He's not a tremendous athlete. Yes, he moves better than Brennan, but he's okay there. He's legit six five. He's a big he's guy. A big kid. But it's kind of that feel and that poise where he's he's going to be okay. That Florida game, he was trying to win over the locker room and tried to run and take on time. Man, get down, okay? And the blessing of disguise is it happened before camp because Ogeron would have split those reps 50-50. Okay, he split them with Burrow his first year and, and Brennan 50-50. He was going to split them 50-50, and it was a tight race. I truly couldn't tell you who, who, who I expected to win. But I think it was a blessing in disguise. He got all of those reps and got comfortable because one of the things, you know, the, with the backs on the release and the hot reads and things, just getting comfortable with that uh, personnel. And I'm going to give you a name right now. He's the next one. He is lighting them up in camp. He's a true freshman out of Walker, Louisiana, Brian Thomas. And he's a basketball player. He's 6'5", but he can run like the wind, Jack. If you get some player props and things like that, get on him before he becomes a household name because he is real. We've seen Jarvis. We've seen Odell. And we've seen Dwayne Bowe. We've seen Early Doucette. We've seen, you know, um, Justin Jefferson. And Jamar Chase. You. I mean, we, 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 he's, he's got him buzzing. Yeah. So. Terrace Marshall, shout out to Terrace. Uh, I was in Carolina, balled out in the preseason. Sean, he if 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 the COVID thing didn't affect the medicals this year, he'd have been a first rounder. Yeah, absolutely. But, and we were telling him he's going to slide, he's going to slide. But and you know Joe Brady, who was part of that staff, mm-hmm. jumped on him real quick. And yeah. he, he's a big guy, he's and a him, big guy. you know him and Jamar Chase, he was high more highly recruited than Jamar mm-hmm. coming out of high school, and we know Jamar went top five. So no, they they. That Brian Thomas put it down. Yeah. So, yeah, he's he's legit. Um, we only got a minute left or so in this segment here. Um, I want to jump around the SEC. Let's just hit on Alabama and Miami real quick. The steam has kind of gotten out of control here. Uh, but but what is your expectation? And we talked about, you know, long shots for Heisman yesterday. Uh, Brian Robinson, Sean is a big, big believer in him. Uh, the running back that's going to just step right in place and take over for Najee Harris. Is this competitive on Saturday afternoon in Atlanta? I don't think so. Um, you know, Saban's first year was 2007, 2008. He got into that first game with with, uh, with his old coach, Tommy Bowden, with uh, oh, Clemson. Lord. Clemson was preseason number six, and it cost Tommy's his, his job mm-hmm. because they beat they beat him pretty good. Yeah. That's when Julio and Mark Ingram yeah. were, were freshmen. And they, 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 he has taken these games. And he's played Virginia Tech, BYU, USC, Wisconsin. Michigan, Wisconsin. I mean, and just obliterated him. Only Virginia Tech. I forget what year it was. Backdoored one year. West Virginia was oddly close too. One year it was like thirty-three twenty-three for yeah. But what? And the Duke game wasn't pretty. They covered, but they covered. They, they won they that covered, game forty-two to three. They, so they do it again. They're they're still under you know under twenty. I, I, I did not understand. I mean, they're bat they're betting Bama blind. Okay, and. <laughs> yes, they're losing a lot. Yes, they may have some kinks, six first round picks. early and some rust. All right. Yeah. Well, they're also playing everybody that had some COVID issues, and they had none. Yeah. Where's Fauci? Saban's got everything cured in Tuscaloosa. <laughs> I mean, so I mean, it just it was it was it was. My man loves a loaded deck, but it was a ridiculously loaded deck last year. That's Jimmy Ott. We got more to come. Talking more college football right here on the Nightcap.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. During the break, we made a call to Jimmy Ott's agent. Uh, we have acquired him for the rest of the show. Uh, we've, we've, <laughs> we've worked out we've worked out some negotiations. Uh, Sean is going to give him a signed two-lane jersey uh, for for Jimmy. Oh no 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 no! You know what? I'm gonna do one better. Oh no no no! I'm gonna take you to somewhere that has boudin and some good jambalaya and some etouffee while he out here in Vegas. Look, I respect the heck out of this man, okay? But I mean, I grew up when. It was 50-50 LSU at Tulane in the 70s yeah. as far as the people. A lot of you know people I mean? don't know Tulane used to be in the SEC, Tim. 
Really? Yes. Yep. Yeah, back in the day, and my dad uh, grew up in New Orleans. His, his whole uh, backfield in high school, signed college. Three of them went to Tulane. He went to LSU. And, and I'm the kind of person, I can be completely honest, I'm selfless. I appreciate the accolades. And this man and his tenure at Tulane, they were not as successful as we were able to be while I was there. But Terrace Jones That's might boy, be like one of the greatest college football players I've ever seen in my life. And he was a quarterback at Tulane before I got there, and he wore number 10. I heard you talk about Patrick Sertan Jr. Yeah. Uh, my dad coached senior. Okay. That car. Yeah. You know, and him and Randy Livingston played on all those national championship AAU teams, the Spartans. So, I that mean. That Southern Miss squad that Sertan was on was low. Curly Holman, LSU's first coach when I started doing sports talk in Baton Rouge, went and said, Coach, you got any players for me? He said, yeah, this guy right here, Patrick Sertan Sr. He says, ah, you know, I don't know. We don't. He went to Southern Miss. We went on to be, he's a finalist for Hall of Fame, yeah. you know, uh, what, all, uh, Pro Bowl, like five years. Also passed up on a guy because he w- uh, would not play him at running back out of uh, an 0-10 team in New Orleans, okay? Was only going to play him defensive back, Tim. Guy by the name of Marshall Falk. Yep. So I said, if I can make it through, if I can survive in the curly home and era doing sports talk, bro, I got it. I got it. It's all downhill there. My man was a buffoon. Uh, <laughs> I mean, terrible. 1998, terrible. because it's, your memory is, is as good as gold. Obviously, this guy over here, he mm-hmm. goes undefeated. Uh, they finished seventh in the country. LSU goes four and seven that year. Jerry DiNardo. And, and, I, and I went. They played their last game against Louisiana Tech in a dome on Thanksgiving Day. We did. Huh? Tim Rattay, uh And Troy, Troy Edwards. Edwards. Yep. Troy Edwards. And so here's what's so crazy about the LSU-Tulane rivalry. They had played every year. And we didn't play that year. Up until my sophomore year was the last year uh, that we played. You would have beat them your then senior the two year. years when we were really good, my junior senior year, they weren't on the schedule. We would definitely beat them my senior year. I don't know, man. That schedule was weak. Hey, I tell, <laughs> hey, hey, I tell Falk and Booger and all those guys all the time, and we don't whoop y'all. Tulane would have beat him that year. <laughs> Herb Tyler was the quarterback Herb, my from dad uh, coached, New Orleans. Yeah, he went yeah. to Carr and then transferred to uh, Walker because him and Sertan had to split because they were a year apart, so they wanted to both play. And so they went to different uh, different teams. And, you know, a lot of kids in the old Perry Walker team went to uh, San Diego State. They did. With yeah. Marshall Falk. They did. There was uh, Curtis Johnson, I think, was out there at uh-huh. the time. Yeah, CJ. CJ's a receivers yep. coach now for the Saints. Yeah. He was the head coach at Tulane. And for all of those of you listening, you got two Cajun boys in studio, so I'm reminiscing. Just, I'm just letting you guys go. This is this is some good, good old-fashioned ribbon Basically, here. the moral of the story is take LSU this weekend. Hey, you guys have convinced me. I, I, I was thinking stay away, but yeah, look, I, I've, you've seen it. The, the story has been written very often where you get the SEC team. That's, And I think the question that I have, Jimmy, is just how good is this LSU team this year? That's the big question I, th- I have I, for them. I think they're right. I think they're a 9-3 and three team. Um, I think they lose to Alabama. I think they split with A&M at home and Ole Miss at, on the road. Oof. I think that's their two toughest games. Uh, Auburn's a little bit down. They got them at home. Got Florida. Florida is replacing a lot. They got them at home. Um, that could, Kentucky could be kind of tricky. Kentucky is good. 
Kentucky got a little carried away shooting for the stars, but forgetting to beat the teams that they can beat mm-hmm. uh, last year. And that Auburn opener was so odd, you know, with the hundred yard, you know, return. And then the guy got in or he didn't get in, right. you know, right before half was really odd. And Stoops, can he evolve his offense? So, man, sometimes, bro, that was an under dream. Yeah. I mean, the only guys yeah. that are pulling for that offense were the people that had the under, including me sometimes. Stoops should have hired me. He has the same issue he had when he got there. He can't find nor develop a quarterback. He can't, but he really is. is, is Kentucky's a hard place to win in the SEC. It's a hard place to win, and he's won there. He has. He's won a little bit. And so got the right mentality. They're just, he, you know what they are. He just had, can he, can, you know, he wants to shorten the game a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay, he wants to not lose, understand, you know, he wins a turnover battle. He can pick up a couple of games. They go seven and five, they go to a bowl game, it's a party, okay? But, I mean, you know, going, you know, going to the next level is the toughest part in that league. That's Jimmy Ott. That's Sean King, two, uh, two boys from the Bayou. Talking Power 5 football. It's a nightcap here on Visa. <laughs> I promise we'll get further into the card on the other Come side. On, Tim. <laughs> At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media. 
as well as my straight shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. With the NFL season all wrapped up, you know you need the NFL betting guide from VEASAN. Our guide, only $19.99. It's available now. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Sign up for VEASAN All Access and get everything we offer for the entire football season. Head over to VEASAN.com backslash subscribe. Alongside Sean King, and Jimmy Ott from ESPN, Baton Rouge. I am Tim Murray, and let's uh, let's keep going down the card. We've basically looked at two games so far for the first 30 minutes. So let's uh, let's get into what is expected to be the the creme de la creme of the weekend in Charlotte, North Carolina, Clemson and Georgia. And uh, thinking back to our conversation that we had with Matt Medcalf earlier in the show. Steady stream of Clemson money coming in right now, but they're not budging, and uh, they think that Georgia money is coming. Jimmy, I'll start with you. Initially, I looked at Georgia. I like JT Daniels coming back, but who is he throwing to? I mean, I know George Pickens. I mean, got the ACL in the spring. Eric Gilbert was supposed to come in. He's not on the roster. No, no, so, and he and he was going to play wide receivers, so right? You know, not just tight end. And he is he's special. I hope he can get his personal. Uh, affairs in order because he is a can't miss uh, first round pick. He is a diff. He, he can do things that a lot of guys can't do uh, at his size. Um, but yes, that's the thing. The, in those, you know, that's a tough spot. You know, against Clemson, where these young receivers have to come to play because all of a sudden Kirby now Les Miles is gone. Now Kirby Smart. Stoops a little bit, but I'm talking about the high resource, high expectation programs uh, in the SEC. Kirby Smart's the one that's kind of the Neanderthal as far as offensive approach. It's very antiquated. It's very basic. And it's just not, you know, spread family, get you athletes. He's recruited. Man, that's the thing he's done since he's got to Athens. He has raised a level of recruiting to the point where Nick Saban has made staff adjustments and got rid of Burton Burns and uh, Bobby Williams and some others because he needed more youth because he lost some guys uh, to Kirby. So nobody's beat, no understudy has beaten Saban, but he has beaten them at times on the recruiting fronts. And the thing is, he just can't get it done. And JT Daniels was the guy we saw in four games last year where he averaged over 300 yards a game against a good Cincinnati defense, a legit Cincinnati defense, thrown for over 300 games. Finally an explosive element, but right, who's he going to throw to? And I love Georgia in his spot, but that that's the one thing that's keeping me from really making a strong play on it. I think it's Georgia all the way. I just think Todd Monken makes a difference. I think JT having this experience – getting a full training camp. And remember last year, because of COVID, everything was shortened. And then he was injured to begin the year. And uh, when they finally got him back, I thought he started slow. But at the end of the year, he hit his stride. And you mentioned it. The second half of that Cincinnati game, when you look at it, to me, that's what George is going to be on offense this season. So I'm expecting them to pull this small 
upset. And, and Tim, you know, he was forced into or given something too, maybe too much too soon. He was supposed to be as a senior in high school. He's starting for USC right, right. before he tore his ACL. His NIL deal got a big deal recently, sharing it with his team. Mm-hmm. So there's a little bit humble approach, good, you know, good leadership Rich quality. Kids could do that. Yeah, well, well, I know, I know. But look, it's easy for us to spend other people's money, yeah, yeah. all right? All right, the Tampa Bay Rays every night, my man. Hey, so the, thing is, the thing is, he, he just, it, it's just little things like that that's, uh, you know, he's he's a little bit more humble, more mature. Man, you do all that therapy for those nine months, and, it, it, you know, I, I think a different he, outlook. I, I, I really am high on him. Humans gives me a hard time, oh, not JT Daniels, guy, whatever. I like JT Daniels too. Uh, what I, I I've seen, what I've seen, what the hell took so long? Yeah. What, I mean, what took so long to, to make that switch? Oh, that was so their quarterback. Got, their so, quarterback play was borderline embarrassing so, so last year. He wasn't available last year in the opener. It was Arkansas, right? Uh, they oh. no, 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 no. They started another guy, and then uh, Stetson the, Bennett came right, in. So they started the, the tall black kid, and he yeah, played yeah, yeah, yeah. so bad. No, it was awful. Yeah, then he they came brought, back and played in the Florida right, game. Then they a little brought bit. Stetson in. And uh, he was a walk-on initially, right? right. He got a scholarship or something, and yes, he came yes. in, brought him back, played decent. Walked on, left. Right. They brought him back, right. gave him a scholarship, and he's overachieving. I mean, yeah. the, well, come on, man. It wasn't his he, fault. He played yeah, really what, good. What right. he, so they had some, huge games later in the year. Right. And, you know, they're playing Auburn. Well, who, you know, it's really tough to, you know, win a quarterback battle with Knicks. Okay, come on, man. I mean, so, you know, but when they got to Alabama, keep in mind, they're winning that game mm-hmm. at halftime in Tuscaloosa. He's fine. He drives it down to the field. But those red zone interceptions really changed that game. And, of course, with Devontae Smith and, John, you know, with, with yeah. all those weapons that they had, you just can't turn the ball over against that Alabama team last year. I'm well, buying JT. I'm buying it. I feel I, like, I I, I feel like I've I convinced you on that. Yeah. You've been, you were low on well, JT. I went back and rewatched the, the last couple games. Yeah. And I saw improvement. And see, here's the deal at Georgia, because as J.O. alluded to, Kirby has recruited better than or as good as anybody in the country. Sure. So they don't need their quarterback to be a Heisman Trophy contender. All they need him to do is be good enough to be second-team all-conference. And if he plays at that second-team all-conference level all year, that's plenty for Georgia and Sean, to with a home. it's time for you to embrace the California quarterbacks in the SEC. I okay. have. I have. Right. There was only three quarterbacks at SEC Media Day. <laughs> we took all of them from California. We took Blake Barnett at And USF. then the one at Clemson's from California. So I we, mean, we took Blake Barnett at USF. Is that right? Yeah. So they uh it's a it's a different time. And that's that's I know people get SEC fatigue, but my goodness, when you go pluck, you know, DJ. You know, and, and put him at Clemson. You can plug, you know, JT Daniels. You put, you know, Bryce Bryce Young at uh, Alabama. Corral, Corral was originally a Florida uh, commitment man. In that that offense, I mean, Joey Freshwater. Look, <laughs> the co-eds at Ole Miss treating him right, bro. I mean, everything's going good in Oxford, <laughs> man. I mean, he that offense. And he looked. You lay in ten against Louisville. He was smart enough. Because if you're going to play that tempo, your defense is always going to be compromising. Kevin Sumlin, you're going to play tempo in this league like that? You're going to get pushed around. Even Gus Malzahn, his big thing when he came in the SEC was tempo, tempo. He backed off on it. So you better get some more guys. And he got two guys that were ineligible last year. He went out and got some transfers on the defense. You need numbers on the defensive side if he's going to try and run that uh, tempo on offense. The lane train. He's a man. He's... 
He's good. I mean, it was explosive play. Yeah. Right. Explosive Tim's, play. Tim's really I high on Matt Corral. I love Matt Corral. Oh, he's, yeah. he's, he, he, Best quarterback in the SEC? Oh, going in, he's yeah. my preseason all sure. SEC. Yeah. You know, is JT Daniels do they? And I'll tell you this, and I've said this before, that number after a, an Island game against Louisville on Monday, that's going to – he might be top three favorite because he's going to throw up some numbers by himself – Labor Day Monday against Louisville. Corral is, yeah, and, oh, and, and that, yeah. they knocked him down a lot, too. Yeah. Where yeah. was he originally? Uh, you know what? We'll look for that in the break. We'll come back. We'll get Jimmy's favorite looks of the weekend, and we'll wrap things up here. It is the Nightcap here on Visa. helps you hire great people fast. Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. That's according to Talent Nest. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. I told you we'd keep them around all entire hour here. Jimmy Ott from ESPN Baton Rouge. Check out his show weekdays from, what is it, 6 to 8 Central? Uh, yeah, 6 to 8 Central, Monday through Thursday, Friday and Sunday, 10 a.m. to noon. Right Ooh. into uh, NFL action man. on uh, Sunday. Busy man. Yes. Yeah. Busy man. Yeah. Busy. And you'll be out of Pasadena? Yeah, I will be. I haven't been to the Rose Bowl. Neither so have I. So I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. We'll my get... neighbor just told my neighbor's big LSU guy from, from New Orleans and texted him today just checking in on, on the on the fam and all that stuff. And he said, five tickets, we're driving out to the Rose Bowl, make a little weekend out of it. Me and humans will hit uh, Del Mar Friday. Oh, and then, boy. Uh, and then oh, boy. Hitting the, uh, the LSU Alumni Association tailgate was uh, limited to 2,000. So we got a brass <laughs> band, and uh, we got a couple other th- stuff going on. My man, uh, Todd Graves from Raising Canes, he uh, he bought about 400 of those tickets. We're gonna, we'll, we'll take over the driving range just adjacent to the Rose Bowl. So we'll see. Yeah, I think uh, the, those aerial shots of the Rose Bowl <laughs> from this past Saturday, uh, they're going to look a little different. A lot of a lot of purple and gold in there. Absolutely. You know, they, they, early in the season, SEC teams making that trip to the Rose Bowl have had a tough time, though. Yeah. Had a tough time. You know, Mike DeBose won the SEC t- uh, championship, and Freddie Millens returned a punt for a touchdown. Began, and then they got beat really bad. Peyton Manning got his first action ever, his first game. When uh, Colquitt went down, and it was Todd Helton, uh, Brandon Stewart, and Peyton Manning, four different quarterbacks played for Tennessee. They lost to uh, Terry Donahue. Well, the A&M game. The A&M, the Rosen comeback. Boy, that was brutal, huh? Oh, that was that was brutal. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so you know, it's um, it's a little, it's a trip, you know, and so uh, we'll see, we'll see. Um, real quickly before we jump into the week one slate, because I know you got some games circled there. Um, overachiever and underachiever this year in the SEC. I like Ole Miss out of the West and sort of Kentucky and Missouri. Not to win the West, just no, overachiever. No, 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 no. Yeah. Ole, Miss can't, <laughs> Ole Miss can't win the West. Okay, even in college baseball, Omaha stands for Ole Miss at home again. So anyway, <laughs> the, uh, the, the, and look, man, the fourth and 25 against Arkansas oh, when they flipped goodness. the ball back and all the Hayden Hurst and the rest of them, <laughs> that was brutal. But um, no, they're good. They're good, and I think they, if you're going to play that tempo, he went and got some – with limited, limited preparation last year, how good was their execution? Yeah. I mean, he's legit. He's legit, and Corral is the, you know, and, and good thing for Kiffin, and he talked about this in SEC Media Days, he stuck with him. 
after Arkansas. He didn't pull him. He said, man, I need my guy. He had a rough day. We lost the game, but I need my guy. You know, with that to build on, I mean, I'm, I think Ole Miss can give a lot of people a lot of problems. They can beat anybody. I don't think they can win it with that defense. Yeah, being I was going to say, offensively, they gave everybody fits, but they had the same amount of fits trying to stop the other team. October, let, me, let me bring this, because Nick Saban's always prepared for everything. October 2nd, Ole Miss goes to Tuscaloosa. Then, the next Saturday, Alabama's at College Station, which obviously the 12th man is going to be that all be their geared up. Game. So, is there... Ole Miss is going to want to run and and do everything. But uh, is that is that that is the biggest stretch of Alabama's season? Let me ask you season. something, Tim. Before we anoint A and M, and I'm not anointing no, my, my old my old my old neighbor Jimbo. I love him to death. Okay, I mean he's a Bowden. I mean that's 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 his family. His family right here. Okay, right. But the thing is, the thing is, tell me the big game they won. They beat North Carolina with how many players sitting out for the bowl game? Uh, Javante Williams, oh. Michael Carter, yeah. Chaz Surratt. I guess the Florida home game where they came back and won late. That was a, be, yeah, 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 they got the fumble that's about in midfield in a tie yeah, game. That's probably No, it. that was the one. Mullen was complaining about the fans. Yeah. Come on, Dan. You know, but, I mean, no, that was a good let, win. Let me say this. I mean, you know, Kellen Mond was outstanding that right. game. He is. He's a, he's a dark horse for me. I've actually said that I think Kellen Mond – it's going to be better than Zach Wilson. No, 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 no. I don't know no, how no, no. smart no, this no. look now, but watch this. <laughs> so when they announced Haynes King, because you know me, I'm a, I'm a film guy. I went back and started watching film. I'm down on a and I'm down on a and ha- I mean, uh, be, I'm just saying about that game? stretch, that stretch for Bama, home to Ole Miss, where you know they're going to be running and gunning, and then you have to turn around seven days later and go to a – Fired up College Station. I love Billy Lucci and Gabe Bach from all the TexAgs.com stuff, bro. I love those guys. But, man, you should have heard some squealing when Texas came on in the league. I mean, they were not <laughs> happy, bro. God. I mean, they rained on their parade. Hey, man. shout out to UT and Oklahoma. I mean, you're talking oh, about man. robbing a bank in broad daylight and not getting caught. Like, I mean, where did that come from? Like, oh. normally, like, you hear, like, oh. a little couple whispers. I mean, it was like we woke up one day and it was like Oklahoma and Texas leaving the Big 12 for the SEC. I mean, Sankey Leg, he went from, I mean, just, you know, just just on autopilot to all of a sudden he's, he, like, okay. he is on, he's, he's somebody the most was guy the, in college. Somebody was meeting in person during the COVID. Yes. All right. Uh, let's get to uh, right. let's let's rapid fire here. Right. Oregon State, man, you remember Jonathan Smith just first took over the job. Remember they killed Notre Dame back in the day in the yeah, Fiesta Bowl. There. Yeah, you were there. I was there. Yeah, it was a rough joke. Was that Jonathan? It was a good. I saw Crazy Town the night before at, getting a, at a concert. Seven, getting seven. He's built this thing. I took him over in the win total a couple of years ago. They had some tough beats last year. The this, the odds makers caught up with them, but seven at Purdue. With Oregon State, he's you know now they're reaping the benefits of him looking toward the future instead of like trying to win immediately. Going against humans, Purdue Boilermakers, huh? Humans, humans, humans didn't play football for Purdue. Now, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he would he would have been huffing and puffing in Joe Tiller's tempo. <laughs> San Jose State. Um, I liked. I played this. I already played this. Listen, I wish I got mid-majors, the hook. The mid majors. The mid majors don't get rated by the draft. 
that everybody was supposed to be gone. They're all back. Mm-hmm. I mean, San Jose State was they lost just... their two top wide receivers. But other than that, everyone is back for San Jose State, a team that came out of nowhere, won the Mountain West. Wait, I took the points. How did they find those guys in the trenches? Yeah. yeah. How did they get those guys to go to San Jose State? I don't know. And another it... situation, you talked about UCLA. You got your kinks out in San Jose State. They played Southern Utah. They're terrible. But... Jeez, that couldn't beat anybody any worse. Right. I mean, shut it down. And you're coming back, and and what they've got going, they've got a legit quarterback in Starkle. I, I like the give me, coach is good. Give the me co- the points. They're going to have a coaching advantage uh, in this game, and you're always getting a little bit of value. And money's coming in fading on against San Jose USC. State. Yeah, it went from 16 to 14. Um, fade Northwestern. Yeah, that's me- a program that's. I mean, come on, they can't lose what they lost from last year. How good? They were really good. Maybe during the COVID when, you know, they didn't know if the Big Ten was playing it in, they did a better job than most of, like, just still preparing. Mm-hmm. You know, LSU did a poor job of that last year you know, that I know of. But And Mel this- Tucker, get, he came into that job, what, in April? No. It was uh, late. It was late yeah. because, uh, yeah, because D'Antoni retired. They rushed. They got Mel Tucker. Had no offseason. Now they've got a full offseason. They still got a lot of work to do with Michigan State. They they are void of talent. This is not a backing Michigan State. This is a fade in Northwestern. Right. And you're and seeing it, that the money's coming in on it, big time on Michigan State. And if uh, if I if Michigan State doesn't come in, uh, cover this weekend, I'm going against Northwestern again the next week. So I'm ready. I'm, I'm like, I've I got the bankroll ready to go. Northwestern. I got. And then Cincinnati. I'm a Big, big fan of how they play. That is that American is an offensive league, and they, man, SMU was scoring off. They shut SMU down. I mean, after they got off to a bad start in Orlando against Central Florida, they owned that one. That was when my man had to kneel at the one, cost me the cover. You know, one a million of those last year. But I think they they have a shot with their schedule. It's like don't just roll through a mid major and say, oh, why aren't we in it? Schedule a couple non conference. Like they've done this yeah, year at Indiana, at Indiana at Notre Dame. At, uh, Notre Dame yep. Okay, that's what it takes. That's what Boise State used to do. Mm-hmm. Okay, with Oregon and uh, Georgia and, and Virginia, Virginia Tech, Tech yeah. and all of those. Okay, but give me, you know, they got the schedule and they're looking to impress voters from again that defense. And I love how that athlete. Man, I said he's just running, he's just running. But then he started making better yeah. throws. He's he got better, better he, every he's year. He's developing. Yep. You could see him develop. And man, I think they're going to hit the ground. Uh, you know, the floor running with so much returning from last year. And I'm still trying to figure out how to lose that uh, Sugar Bowl bet. Me too. Or that Peach Bowl bet on oh money line gosh. against Georgia. How did oh. they lose that game? I don't know, man. <laughs> I thought it was a wash. I it was mean, over. they came out like a quarter horse. I thought the race was over. But they obviously, this is the Belmont. Yeah. And it was a mile and a half race. And the hamstrings got tight. <laughs> 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 and Georgia came and caught them. So Tim, you got, who you got? So you got Cincinnati laying 22. Uh, you've got Oregon State. Oregon plus the seven. Oregon State, San Jose State. I'll tell you this. LSU. The number keeps steaming up. I haven't played it yet. I think I I was rather unimpressed by uh, by Josh Heupel at UCF. I think yeah, the program I, slid on. I him. think UCF actually got an upgrade in coach. I don't know how he got the Tennessee job. However, to that point, right? Yeah. No one knows how he got that job. They're playing maybe the worst team in all of FBS. I think they win 52 to nothing, and he's going to flex. He's going to show up. 
and then it's downhill after that. that that's a good angle because, because I, I think they, this this is an opportunity. Bowling Green is the potential to go winless. Tim, they are, they are begging for some good news up there. Mm-hmm. So yes, if he's got a chance to just turn it on, let Joe Milton throw for six touchdowns. No, let, let him, him run. Let him praise. You know all this stuff. So I think that even though it's a ton of points, I kind of like ECU against App State. Joe, this before Sean Sean's time at Tulane, but Nikki Hall used to throw the ball. I mean, the flare patterns as hard as he could. Joe Milton, come on, man, mixing some touch, big dog. Jeez, I, mean, I recruited Joe Milton in USF. Is that right? He's from Orlando, yeah, because he went to Michigan. I, he did, and they yeah. were making him out to be a we we have you know he's an Patrick Mahomes. Russell, I'm not going to judge him based on Michigan because every quarterback that's going to Michigan under Harbaugh, which is the most fascinating and unbelievable like fact ever. None of them have been ended up being extremely productive. And that's crazy considering that Harbaugh's a former quarterback. And, and that's funny because, you know, but if you remember at Stanford, he they were in a lot of double tight end stuff. Oh, they with, with Andrew Luck. Yeah. With Andrew Luck. Power. They didn't throw the ball but 22, 24 right. times a game. Jimmy Ott. Thanks for having me. Sean King. Absolutely. Right, this Enjoy is the Nightcap right, here on Visa. Talk to you tomorrow. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.